Everybody, welcome to KBN Live uh, on a Tuesday night, coming off the holiday weekend. Uh, hope everybody had a great, safe holiday weekend. But we're glad to be here on a Tuesday, bringing a, a special guest that just got da- back from the from, I guess, across the Mason Dixon line, came across the border there and did a little damage <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm Jeff Malott. We got my partner in crime up there, Ryan Lambert. We're uh, gonna have some fun tonight talking to Dave Sewell. Dave, thanks for taking the time to join us, man. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, before we get to talking to Dave, uh, Ryan and I, last week on the show, we were talking about our weekends and riding high on glory. I was Ryan's favorite internet angler. Ryan just came off a W. And uh, things have changed. Yeah. I got my butt kicked in the bracket, got kicked out of the bracket <laughs> by Mr. Troy Anke, one of the hammers from Missouri there. And then, uh, Ryan, you want to break down your weekend? Uh, my have a mighty have fallen. Yeah. It was. Uh, it started Thursday with a bunch of stolen kayaks Friday. <laughs> I had to go to work and and then try to bum a freaking boat to fish my Saturday tournament with. Uh, luckily, uh, Joe Joe McElroy from down in Alabama he uh, he hooked me up with a PA fourteen. But uh, the caveat was I had to get up at two a.m. to go meet him to oh <laughs> to get God. it. So so my day started uh, a little rough and it never got any better. Uh, thanks to this man here, uh, Dave. He he pretty much. Burnt the house down on Chickamauga and left with all the money. <laughs> Say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. That's the old hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. well, that was a good one, man. You uh, you you put on a, a pretty good show. I don't think we've seen anything like that on Chick yet. I'm glad to be the first to do it then. That was... Yeah, I mean... Christine, had she had a big year last year on the, the KBF Chick... Uh, she she put up I want to say it's like 101 inches or something like that. But you had like 102 on the board by nine o'clock or something demoralizing. 850. 850. Okay, 850 it was. <laughs> so tell us like how did your day start out? Yeah, the best thing the best thing that I had was I pulled up to the ramp and nobody was there. And uh, so I got all loaded up in the dark and whatever, and I just kept thinking, okay, there's going to be a parade of three or four or five trucks pull in here. Not a single, not a single other kayaker pulled in on my ramp. And I was talking to Nathan Green, you know, while I was sitting there trying to get ready. I told him, it's like, man, I'm, I'm putting all my chips on one number today. I got no plan B. I got plan A and plan A. So I could go out here with I could go out here with two rods and that would be all I need. I still loaded up ten, but I only used I used uh, <laughs> I used a couple for like fifteen minutes and then I was on one rod the rest of the day. But I just I, it's like I didn't have a plan B. I was just going out there. Uh, so it was great when nobody else showed up at the ramp. I had plenty of time. Took my time getting out to a couple spots and and uh, so it was pretty uh, pretty relaxed that way. And man, it just it caught fire pretty quick for me. What time did you hook your first fish? Uh, I think it was, well, you know, I, I went out and it was dark and calm. I just started throwing a whopper plopper for about yeah. 20 minutes. Nothing at all. Threw out a Kitek for another 10 minutes. Uh, just out in some open flats trying to get over some weed stuff, whatever, and nothing. And uh, I spent the next nine and a half hours throwing a, throwing a wacky rig. I mean, just a Stinko. 
Of course. <laughs> Slap the Cinco <laughs> on it. Slap the Cinco on it. The magic. Uh, Nobody else was doing that, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm no, no, that, no, was uh, the, that was the magic. Yeah. I'm the only guy in the lake throwing a Cinco. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, so that's... Uh, but it was probably about somewhere five to ten minutes after I started uh, throwing the Cinco. I hooked a, hooked into a 19.75. Um, and just a few minutes later, I hooked into a bigger one. And he spit the hook. And then it wasn't maybe another ten minutes, I got a 21.75. So probably within wow. 30 minutes, within 30 minutes, I already had a couple of good kickers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like when my stringer's full of kickers. That's always a good time. Yeah, I mean, when you get your kickers <laughs> first, it makes life a lot more, a lot more pleasant. And, you know, and then I, and I, I think I got another, whatever, 18 and a half and 17, whatever. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to go to the next spot. And in the meantime, that's when I just dumped my first, you know, my first, uh, on the tourney X. I didn't remember what I had at that time, 90, 90 something. Um, but it wasn't even another, like, like you were saying, I think by eight fifty. I already had a hundred and 102 inches, something like that. And it's like at that point, I mean, I could have gone back to the van and taken a nap and yeah, I probably would have. What made you continue just to kick people's teeth in? No, I mean, yeah, I like to kick people's teeth in. I don't do that very often. (laughs) I gotta say, it's kind of fun doing it in retrospect, but you know, in all honesty, I I wanted to get a freaking double digit while I was, you know, I don't get a fish there every day. I haven't been there since the Hobie event last year, and I'm just I'm sitting there looking at it, seeing, you know, I'm around big fish. They're hitting. Why not? Why not hook up to a double digit here? And and you know, never never got one. At least never got one in the boat. I think I might have had one on late in the afternoon, but uh, never never got one in. But that was it. I mean, literally, I had, you know, we were. What, two and a half, almost three hours in, seven hours to fish, and I mean, it's like, God, can this tournament be over? I'm ready to be <laughs> done now. You know, it's like I got seven hours for people to be, for everybody else to be hunting the double digits now. So, I never felt safe. You know, well, but I Steve-O mean, called me, and when Steve-O called me at the restaurant afterwards, that's when it's like, oh, okay, there. But I figured somebody. I figured Ryan. I figured you probably sandbagging or. I wish DJ I was or somebody would you know, I figured somebody probably, you know, one of the Goldens picked up another 24, 25. So uh, that's what, shut that's down or what whatever. keeps the pressure on, man. Well, is, it was. As you see these guys snatching 24, 25 inch fish, that yeah. can make up a lot in a hurry. Yeah. And those, I, I assume those two guys were fishing together. I don't know that, but I assume. Opposite directions. And, and well, and, and they found two of them, right? So yeah. why not a third, you know? If either one of those guys picks up a 25 or something, I don't know what they had at the bottom of their bag, but a 25 would probably get them another seven or eight inches. Brad Golden said he couldn't have caught you in two days of fishing. <laughs> He's lying. Don't believe Brad. Brad, can I know fish. he needed. He just needed one more. You know. <laughs> so, so no, I never felt safe. I felt it's like you know when it, once I was over 100, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to cash a check. I'm almost for sure going to cash a check. <laughs> Now, yeah, all of the checks, yes. But yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I still kind of wanted to get the win out of it, but Did you peek at the leaderboard at all? You know, I I I didn't at first until I dumped my first 
I, I dumped a limit in because I mean they were just hitting. I didn't want to take the time to to uh, to stop because uh, I mean I was I mean it's not like I was catching them every cast, but every 10, 15 minutes I was bringing in another fish, and so I didn't want to take too long. But but after that, every time I caught a fish, I'd go ahead and submit it, and then I'd check the leaderboard and say, okay, which which golden caught <coughs> another one? You know, I'm just keep waiting on one of those guys to to jump and it's like no it just the the lead just kind of kept stretching a little bit it's like all right now i'm thinking sandbaggers so <laughs> <laughs> i sandbag but i sandbag with about 75 inches of fish i didn't catch my fifth fish till about 20 minutes to go in the tournament i wasn't oh. sandbagging i just wanted a limit before i posted something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a meager limit it was yeah well that's impressive man that you're able to keep the hammer down uh, I've never heard someone co- so calmly say they, yeah, I like kicking people's teeth in. That was hilarious. <laughs> Not like I've got a lot of experience doing that, but. Felt good, didn't it? <laughs> it did feel good. <laughs> you know, if I could pick anywhere to do it, I think Chickamauga is the, the right place. I mean, my God. So you didn't just randomly stumble upon this spot, though. This You were telling me this is this is something that you found back in the, at the Hobie last year. No. Nope. No, actually nope. not. Last year at the Hobie, I had a really good practice. I, I caught my personal best there. I got a 10.5 pounder when I was practicing for that. Uh, but, you know, it was in February, so yeah. you're at winter pool levels and whatever. And so, you, you know, you always hear don't, don't fish history and so on. But it's like I come back, it's like, yeah, I don't fish history. But I, I, I saw a double digit. I caught a double digit. I'm going to go try that place. So yeah. the first place I went and practiced, I went back to that spot. I got skunked that day, got nothing. I went out to ran my other places that I'd practiced in February the second day. I picked up, I don't know, five or six, but nothing bigger than maybe 16, 17 inches. So I wasn't feeling too good about my last year's spots. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't surprised, but I had to give them a, I had to give them a try. And then I just uh, I, I went and checked out another spot on tuesday tuesday morning and it's like you know i'm finding something here there were there's a whole lot of stuff to look for out there where i was at i mean there's all kinds of uh grass and drop-offs and points and banks and uh cypress trees and willow trees and docks i mean just you know the whole gamut of stuff to try and through the process of that i kind of came across the pattern and um my biggest that day was still under 20 like 19 and three quarters i think I got on that day, but it's like, you know what? There's fish here. And, and I saw another guy catch uh, an even bigger one. And so Wednesday I took off cause my van broke down and oh, uh, man. <laughs> had, to, had to deal with that. And then Thursday, I just went back to, back to the same spot just to validate, are they still there? And it was still good. It was still good. So I kind of made a short day of that and said, uh, basically Friday I'm taking off Saturday. I know where I'm fishing. I had my spot at that point, and it, I, I was just, you know, it's like they were there Tuesday, they were there Thursday. What are the odds they're going to be there Saturday? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Yeah. Uh, turned out they were, so it worked out great for me. And you had it all to yourself. How about that? And, well, I had it all to myself from a kayak standpoint, and I had it all to myself for about the first maybe hour and a half, and then I had like 150 bass boats and <laughs> party boats and whatever around me so okay, so yeah, it, did, it didn't last but but at least i knew that i didn't have people 
my own kayakers, com- you know, competing for my fish. Yeah. So I didn't want to see the bass boats pull out my double digit, but I I'd rather see them do it than some guy <laughs> coming in on a you know. <laughs> on that a boy. That's that community out. spirit we mm-hmm. like to hear. Let yeah. the bass uh, boaters have the double digits. Nobody in a kayak's getting one. Screw you guys, man. I like that, Dave. I like you it. Come it's back tomorrow. Attitude. Come back tomorrow, and I'll cheer for you. Just not today. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. you, how many how many tournaments do you fish a year? I know you travel around a lot. I see you a lot on the road. I see you at ramps a lot in these big yeah. tournaments. <laughs> um, you know, last year was really my first year of of really fishing. 2018, I fished one tournament. That was the first tournament I ever fished. I fished up at Lake St. Clair in their Border City Classic. Mm-hmm. In June of 18, didn't fish another tournament until Chickamauga. Mm-hmm. So the Hobie, so... Basically, I decided over that winter I was going to kind of kick it in and start fishing. I saw the Hobie series come up, so I decided I'm going to go ahead and and uh, go go that way pretty big time. And uh, so I fished a few um, uh, of the Lake St. Clair events as well. Uh, so last year I probably fished, I don't know, maybe a dozen to 15 tournaments. Um, and then this year I think I've fished. I think I've fished maybe seven tournaments now. So I've how, fished how long have you been bass fishing? You know, when I was a kid growing up, I fished the the ponds and the creeks around my house, and I was passionate yeah. about that. But, you know, catching a 12-inch shiner was, you know, a big day back then. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I, I did a little bass fishing, but I've, I was never a bass boat guy. I never knew anybody with a bass boat, so I'd never really fished on out of a boat at all. Um and it was really we bought a, a small lake house in michigan back in 2014 no yeah now nah, 2015 and so i was on the lake and it's like i know this is temporary i'd like to get out on the lake don't really want to buy a boat so i bought a Kobe pro angler just kind of randomly went out and bought one of those and never looked back and that's when i kind of started really bass fishing serious gotcha. at that point so i didn't know much at all about bass fishing and i mean i i knew how to throw a texas rig curly tail worm that was it that was my one trick pony it's a good yeah. start and so he, le- he leveled all the, leveled all the way up to a cinco yeah that's, all you, all, that's, a, that's all you need well now i carry 10 rods i still just throw the cinco but. right 10 rods five texas rigs and five cincos get her done it works <laughs> yeah. whatever whatever works that's awesome yeah. um, what's next on your list sorry jeff no no go ahead, you get go. the next one jeff you take yeah, the next yeah. one. you're good man you know i've um, I've lived in Indiana all my life, except for a couple of side side times from work. I, I lived other places, but um, I've always lived in Indiana, but I've hardly fished bass, you know, real bass fishing in Indiana. Uh, turns out there's some pretty good fishing here and some pretty good kayak hammers as well. Um, and so once the national scene kind of shut down here a couple months ago, uh, I just said, you know what the heck, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stop fishing. So I signed up for, uh, I fished like three of the smaller trail tournaments here. Yeah. And uh, and now there's another one next, uh, not this coming Saturday, but the following weekend. So I'm gonna fish that one. I won that tournament um, on a small lake here in Indiana, and now they 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 have a series on each lake. So I think there's five or six tournaments on that small lake. So this will be the second one. So I'm going to go back and fish that one in a couple weeks. Gotcha. And then it's, then it's Kentucky Lake after that. Well, that you know. leads into the question I had for you, which is, 
how in the world do these people from Indiana keep coming south and winning tournaments? I mean, you're not the you're not the first guy to do it. Uh, you got what Mike Elsie's from Indiana. You got the the Oars are from up that way. Uh, yeah, I mean they, they've done okay. Yeah, Jacob Wheeler on the you know up on the BBTs from Indiana. Yeah. So yeah, what, not anymore. The, now he's from Chattanooga. Yeah, you can true. have him back. Well, what's the secret here. sauce from Indiana that these guys come out of there and can just catch them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what it is to be honest, Scott. Um, we sure don't have the the Tennessee River, and uh, you know, I mean, we don't have the lakes in Texas. We don't have the double digit bass to keep us, you know, fired up every day that we're chasing. So, <laughs> um, I, I guess I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's kind of kind of funny because there are quite a few Indiana guys that are that are making a name for themselves. I heard, uh, you know, I told you before we came on that I'm originally from Ohio, and I heard uh, one of the Shryock brothers from Ohio. They asked him a similar question, and he said, "If you can catch a bass, a largemouth in Ohio, you can catch them anywhere because it's <laughs> that's a that's a good it's answer. Not like it's the best habitat. Would that play the same in Indiana? It's kind of the same habitat. It's I'd probably the, it's probably pretty much the same. Now I know, uh, you know, Jackson obviously he's putting up five six pounders about every every weekend he goes out. You see another picture of him holding up the, you know, got onto this one. So uh, I don't know where he fishes. I'm gonna kind of creep on him i think sometime soon <laughs> find out where those little secret spots are but we got a good lake down south i know uh, lake monroe's putting out some pretty good fish this year and uh we got a nuclear power plant lake down in uh sullivan area that i've heard's got some really good bad never fished it so so there's some fish in there i just you know i just don't have the experience on it but. speaking of the oars uh Jackson, Jackson got daddied on the big fish down here on Chickamauga. Oh, uh, <laughs> my buddy texts me. He's like, dude, I think I just watched Jim Orr pull up a 12-pounder. <laughs> and I was like, no freaking way. So I go back, and I'm looking through the standings, and I'm looking at Jim Stringer, and it was like 14, 14 and a half, 14, 14 and a half, 24 and a half. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> like, I can't imagine sitting there like, Plucking out 14s all day and then, you know, and then have freaking fish fun. of a lifetimes on the string. Oh, my gosh. That's, how many, congrats, How, how many 24-inch awesome. fish got caught that? I mean, there was a bunch caught. It yeah, that like. was third That was third place or tied for second, but he, did get, he didn't God. get the big money. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous, isn't it, to catch oh, a 24-and-a-half? Yeah. And it was a fat one, too. It wasn't just Yeah. A, oh, yeah. It was a monster. It was a nice thick 24-and-a-half. Yeah. And, yeah, and he didn't, he didn't get the first nickel for that bass. Chick showed out, man. Chick, Chick was putting out some really, really good fish for some of the people that weren't me. Bless it. Hey, so you I know, know, man. You know what? Well, that that event. That freaking big bass brawl or whatever the prior weekend, right? So they're like three days in a row. With the big bass flash, and we fished a tournament during that, and it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. it was awful, man. Bass boats everywhere. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that's why that's why I had the Cinco, or the Cinco in, in the front of my lineup. I just figure as far as a pressured lake goes, or, you know, a little Cinco is usually going to be one of your best bets at taking that on. So that might have worked out good for me having that because I might not have even thrown a Cinco if I hadn't felt like there was, you know, a million boats. We uh, had our tournament that weekend of the Big Bass Splash, and as Jeff said, I won that one. And the only reason I ended up throwing a Cinco is because the only hook I could find in my boat was <laughs> equipped to throw a Cinco. No, like I didn't have anything else, any other option, or I wouldn't have thrown a Cinco. Yeah. But that's what I caught. 
21.75, you know, solid six-pound bass in front of, like, 12 boats in the big bass splash. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they're all flipping jigs and throwing chatterbaits, just running docks as fast as they can. But I think that pushed a lot of fish into places they normally wouldn't be. Yeah. I was catching mine out in front of docks, like, yeah. way out in front of docks where, yeah. you know, there's nothing. There's nothing to hold them there. But I think there was so much pressure on the docks, they pulled out. Yeah. I don't know. That's my logic anyway. You guys, I don't, hey, I don't know if you guys can see me, but it's getting dark, and my my uh, studio light is getting on my eyes. Give me a five yeah. second. We, we kind of whited you out there for a minute. He's ghosting us. He's ghosting us, Ryan. I liked it, man. Yeah. I thought, you know, he's getting hot. This is hot streak. We talk about hot streaks. Dave just hit his. That's pretty good. That's yeah. You, you, yeah. Hey, hang on. Let me try you're one more. You are kind of glowing in the dark there for a minute, Dave. I'm honestly impressed you have a studio light, Dave. I don't. <laughs> he's low-key on the social media, but he's got the <laughs> equipment if he needs it, buddy. <laughs> There, how's that? Is that's that any perfect. better? No, yeah, that's no, great. Hey, I don't know if you guys are in the comments or not, but Steve just put some stats in there. He said there were 19 fish over 20 inches caught and 37 over 19, just off the top of his head. So it I wasn't up. responsible for one of those. Did you throw <laughs> a Senko? Did you throw a Senko this weekend? Dude, I God, Jeff. The <laughs> only thing I didn't throw was all my rods in the water. I only <laughs> dropped two the whole time. I was not having a good day. Ugh. Now you're fishing out of somebody else's kayak. What can you expect? Dude, I, I wish I had a stayed in bed. I hate to be like that. I knew, like, you talk about just a bad feeling. I had a bad feeling <laughs> from Thursday <laughs> when I got home and saw no kayaks by my garage. I was like, this is it, boys. It's over. <laughs> We've had a bunch of people already ask you if there's any word yet. Yeah, how do you respond to that? That's that's just crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, so there, I don't know. I think we're on to something. Uh, there was a crackhead that got busted stealing some fishing gear about 20 minutes up the road in another small town. And we kind of put the puzzle together. I think he's got some ties to our local local crackhead population. So um, <laughs> they, they all hang together. The indigenous crackhead population? Uh, I mean, it ties back around to actually uh, to an uh, ex-family member. Uh that that is looped in with the group there so i think we're close i think i may have some answers here in the next couple of days i hope so I'll, I'll be home inside job huh uh, I, it had to be something because like i live in a small town like everybody knows everybody uh you'd have to be pretty stupid to roll up and and do something like that where i live so so i think uh i think it was definitely an inside job they were at least watching me leave to go fish thursday morning because by the time i got back just after lunch everything was gone has there ever been a more viral stolen kayak post i think that thing got shared like a thousand times seriously uh, it was like 2300 times oh my and i thank yeah. everybody for that support if any of you want to share any video i do 2200 times please feel free <laughs> to go ahead and do that but <laughs> share this live stream right now 2200 times share the live stream, let's do this yeah, let's set ahead. some records tonight no, seriously it, it's awesome and i, I had so many people in the community reach out and offer boats or offer help some guy in florida offered to start a gofundme and i was like dude like listen i'm <laughs> i'm the last one you need to start a gofundme for like i i spend more money on dumber stuff so i, I do really appreciate the support and uh i should have uh should have a new boat thursday when i get home so i'm looking to get 360 as always looking to get back on the horse as always i've got stickers if you need them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please send me two. Unlimited, two at a time. Unlimited. Two at a time. Two at a time. <laughs> two at a time. Unlimited. No, uh, 
I was going to ask about the event itself again, uh, and I do hope you find your boat, Ryan. But that that event was kicked off as like a three-state Bass Nation recruitment deal, more of a regional deal. But it got it turned into a national field pretty quick, didn't it? Dude, it was a slugfest. Yeah. I mean, I ran yeah, down the I, roster I and thought, wow. Like, my gosh, this is like an all-star game and plus me. You know, it's like, oh, hey, look at you. Oh, look at you, slugger. <laughs> oh. Jake Harshman I mean, just... He just said your GoFundMe you money would be all yinglings. <laughs> Say that again, you know, Dave. I'm sorry. Champions was as stacked as, as that, maybe, but other than that, I don't know when. Yeah, for I for, mean, that was a pretty loaded. That was a pretty loaded field overall. Yeah, it was impressive. And how many anglers fished? 80, 90 anglers, something like that. No, seven. I think it's what. It was yeah. I don't know. Why I thought it was yeah. bigger than that, but it seemed bigger than that. Uh, and like it's I said, the field was diverse. Uh, more than I thought it would be. Like I said, people from Indiana and out on the East Coast and all over the place came to the thing. I think people are so bored, man. Like, if you throw up a decent paying live event, <laughs> people yeah. are going to go to it. I know I am. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I mean, half of us, I'm sure, already had Chickamauga on May 23rd on the calendar, right? So, yeah. And that's well. why, that was the whole point of, of doing yeah. this, is a lot of people had already made plans to travel for it, so... You know, it was it was just easy to kind of plug this recruiting event in or what. I mean, basically, we just wanted to have a live tournament and get people on the water to fish. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Steve-O, for putting that together. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no kidding. Steve-O did an awesome job, as always, pulling that together. So uh, any word out there, Ryan, on uh, what's going down with the Kentucky Lake event? I heard Dave mention earlier he's planning on going, but I haven't heard a yay or nay about it yet. Everything I'm hearing is is – is green lights. I think we're uh, basically, uh, uh, if I'm AJ, feel free to jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I think it's just basically waiting on the state to kind of give the official okay. But I know that Kentucky State Parks have posted they're opening back up, and and you know I think I think everything's going to be good. But they're going to enforce the social distancing thing. They don't want groups gathered. Uh, you know, obviously try to like not be on top of each other at boat ramps and stuff, or out on a ledge you know, tied up with your kayaks together or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, I think it's going to happen. I've got it on my calendar, so I hope it's going to happen anyway. This, I've been uh, ah. I've already got, <laughs> start, <laughs> starting my homework right now. So Paper maps, you say. Paper map right. guy. That's always, that's always step one. Get out the paper okay. map. All right. Um, I feel you. Paper maps. Jake Harshman's Cinco's. coming down, he said. Harshman's coming? <laughs> Old Archman says he's coming, man. He has to leave that torpedo at home for the Hobie event. Tell him. He don't know. He don't know nothing. He ain't ever fished a Hobie event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. He he might have won one. Whatever. AJ's in there. Should be an announcement any day. Wink, thumbs up, emojis. So <laughs> that means extra good I like, news, I think. I like his enthusiasm. Yeah, appreciate JJ. We don't have any links for Katie to find, or we'd throw a link in there too. Uh, Oh man! Yeah, it'll be coming quick. But uh, what do you got coming up locally, Dave? Any more any more stuff coming up local for you before then, or are you just kind of counting the days till till that Kentucky Lake event? Yeah, just again, there's a small lake called uh, Lake Niona, which is about an hour away from my house, and uh, that's the one I'm going to weekend after next, and I'll probably almost go straight from there down to down to Kentucky. And how long are you gonna be there? You gonna be there for for the week? Or just a few days. Prior. I'll probably try to get there. I'll, I'll probably try to get there five or six days. 
give myself some time to practice. It's not really even practice. It's just, again, I'm in Indiana, so when I get a chance to go to a Chickamauga or a Kentucky or Seminole or Fork or whatever, it's like, hey, I'm not going to go there and fish for two days. I'm going to go and fish for a week. So I just <laughs> take it down. You know, I'm retired now, so I don't, you know, time's not an issue. And, and so I try to get usually about a week in each place. That's cool. And we talked about this before the show. You, so tell us about your, your rig, your, your yeah. travel rig. <laughs> I got a 20 year old GMC Savannah. Yeah. I pulled the, pulled the middle row and the back row seats out. Got my, uh, got my nice, uh, air mattress going, got it blocked off so I can put all my, uh, tackle and seat and fish finders and all that stuff in the back of it and all my rods down along the side and just kind of my home away from home wherever there's a walmart i can uh, i can call it a campground and i'll tell you this covid thing that was kind of messing that up it was nice walmart has a 24-hour restroom but now they shut down at 8 30 at night and <laughs> what <laughs> really yeah yeah oh yeah. i didn't realize that yeah so uh kind of have to find other accommodations between 8 30 and about seven in the morning you need to find you a love's truck stop yeah, or man. a pilot pilot i was talking to Siddiqui. yeah pilot yeah. said he said he's marked pilots on his uh on his trip so he knows which ones had the clean showers yeah so he, uh, exactly he's got, it, he's got it planned out yeah it sounds like sounds like he and i are following the same uh, strategy there <laughs> 12 dollars for a, and they have nice showers at pilot people laugh at that but they got they got a better shower there than i got at home like it's hard for me to say this, but I've actually never been inside a shower at the truck stop. So, <laughs> hey, sometime pull out. I'm putting it on the list, a... man. I'm putting. It, I'm putting it on the list. You get out there and live a little bit, Ryan. Get in the truck. I'm stop. trying, man. I, <laughs> I always. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Ask, <laughs> ask Sadiki if you can poach his spot for the shower and get in there. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen. I'll tell you. I rolled up to that ramp Saturday morning. And there's a truck already sitting there. And we're, like I said, I mean, I got up at two. So I was, that's probably the earliest I've ever gotten to any ramp ever for a tournament. I pull in and there's a truck sitting there. I'm like, how does somebody beat me to a ramp at like 3.30 in the morning? And I look and it's Siddiqui and he has his truck running and he's asleep in the front seat. And I like knock on the window a couple times. I shine my flashlight in his eyes. He does not budge. So I go way out on this point where I found these fish. And he's still not up. So at like six twenty, I see his truck backing <laughs> backing down the ramp. First cast was at six, and I was like, "Man, <laughs> oh man, love it." Bless his heart. And y'all, that that didn't didn't hold up for either one of y'all, did it? Out there, all that, all oh, that no. arriving oh, early. No. I sat on it for four hours, and that those fish never fired up. Siddiqui came out and sat on it for about another two hours. Mm-mm. Never got a bite off of it. I mean, I think so. The the wind was coming from the opposite side of the lake, and it shifted the mud line over about thirty yards. That's all I can all I can logically discern that happened because we fished them Thursday, and you could throw a shoestring in there, and they would eat it. I mean, they were hitting everything: jigs, crankbaits, shaky heads. I mean, all of it. And then went in there, and I fished it from every angle every depth I, I tried it from shallow to deep deep to shallow parallel they just they wouldn't eat so it sucks but that's part of it yeah, take, take it right there on the old chin that's fishing man so if you guys are watching uh you know, 
we're here for you. Shoot some questions to us. I know uh, you, some people asked about Ryan's boats. People asked about you know, what Dave was doing. So, you know, fire away. Uh, you know, we've kind of asked all the questions we want to ask him, and I'm sure we got some more we can we can think up. But we're here here for the nation. So if you've got any questions for Dave, fire away. So I'll ask you this, Jeff. You know, we were talking about, and Dave, I'd like you to weigh in as well. <clears throat> With the spring open next spring, I want to try to do like a big a big event. More so, you know, I mean, I want it to be a big tournament too, but more of a social gathering, like to get everybody together and, and you know, get people from the West Coast and Texas and Midwest to hang out. Uh, what's, what's you guys' favorite lakes? If you had to pick your top five Chickamauga. lakes. Big... <laughs> Chickamauga and Chickamauga and Chickamauga. Is that it? I'm fine with Chickamauga. I just would feel bad putting on a tournament in my backyard where I can't catch a limit of fish. <laughs> I'd rather go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Now, what are your top five, Dave? You know, Lake St. Clair has always been my number one. I know that's not the area you're looking at. Um, I think Chickamauga's got to be a close second right now, if not in first at this point. Um, you know, they're they're all new to me. They're they're all again. I've been fishing now out of the kayak for the last couple of years, and that's really the first I've been getting out. In every one of these national events, whether it's the BASS or the Hobies, it's the first time I'm on those lakes. So uh, even the ones in Indiana, those are the first times I've been on these lakes, these little tournaments I've been fishing in Indiana. So every lake I go to now is do the map study and so on. So I can't say I've got favorites. I mean, it's the ones we've been fishing in the Hobie events, I suppose. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Man, if I had to pick five, you know, everybody seems to to pick regional stuff, but uh, it would be kind of the same for me. I, I love Lake Fork. You know, it loves me and it hates me, I, you know, but I love going there. I love Table Rock, which is right here in my backyard. Uh, Broken Bow Lake in Oklahoma is, you know, one of my favorite places I've ever fished. Uh, the Upper Mississippi River, even though I haven't been there very much, I love it up there in the lacrosse area. Uh, what's that for? Uh shoot you didn't come down and fish caddo did you no never been there never fished down in the swamps so so frank reed just mentioned that and honestly that caddo bite is and dave you'll love it because it's a cinco bite um but <laughs> but that th just throwing cincos at cypress trees and having a six or seven pounder on like every tenth cast is insane like that was so much fun down there that to me, that's definitely in the in the top five. I mean, I, I would hate there. to put a tournament on Gunnersville, you know, during my favorite smallmouth bite. So I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep the close ones off the list because I want to move somewhere and and you know and pull some people in. And, and what are you guys' thoughts on like, you know, some of the Northeast guys are like you should have it up this way. Josh Evans, he's been pushing for like Upper Chesapeake. I just don't know what kind of attendance you would see as far as Midwest, Texas, you know, California. These people going across the country and they don't have – they have a, a decent amount of local anglers, but, you know, you kind of move away from the, the center hub of the population. I just don't – I want it to be well attended, obviously. Yeah, man, you got to stay central U.S., I mean, not pure, you know, you can't, not Iowa, but central, you know, central, southeast, just some something easy to get to for 
both coasts if they not easy but easier i mean nobody from california is going to massachusetts and nobody from there is going to california uh but you put it in tennessee somewhere or whatever yeah why not like watts bar or something they're not getting yeah. a lot of attention so listen watts bar and so from everything that i'm hearing and reading watts bar is going to be the next chickamauga they've got florida strain that are really you know starting to take hold they've got a huge smallmouth. Uh, that's, that's definitely in consideration. Andy Middleton basically threw out, uh, three of the five lakes I would never pick Savannah <laughs> river, Savannah river, <laughs> Neely Henry and Weiss. Andy's just wanting to win this tournament. I like that, Andy. I like that. Uh, but, <laughs> but we can't, we, we ain't going to do that. Gene Bohannon says, damn Yankees. <laughs> Dang right. Hey, you know what? Uh, I like your Caddo Lake idea because my son lives down there. We can roll down there and have that little two-on-two game we've been talking about. Jeff, I'm tired of hearing them gums, son. You told us that last time we were in Caddo. Well, Me and Shane show up, bring our shoes. You did something, shot yourself in the earlobe or something, said you couldn't walk, and then didn't even show up. I know. Had I been able to. Bloody. But I couldn't. But but for one time, for one day, one match, we can make it happen if you had this on Caddo. At least we could play horse. At least we could play horse. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Granny shot free throws. Yeah, man. Something. No, I, oh, man. Wherever you have it, I think it's going to be huge. And like you said, with the spring being pretty much open, I mean, what's in the spring now? The the Bass Nation thing, and that's it? And it's really going to be probably in February, not really in the spring. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we, we would work with, with BASS and Hobie on, you know, kind of some scheduling buffers. So you gave folks time, but – what I'm thinking, and again, this is all just spitballing stuff, but I'd like to do like a, a three-day, you know, big money event, $300 buy-in or something, and then maybe on a separate body of water do like a one-day $75 buy-in for the folks that may not be super experienced in the kayak fishing but still want to come take part in everything and meet people and, That's you awesome. know, get to pick the brains of, of, of some of the folks they might not get to see all the time. I'd like to focus on that part of it. And I know Josh Evans said he wanted to put together a charity deal, you know, whether it's feeding the homeless, you know, food bank type deal. Uh, so we can kind of tie a lot of things into this and really make it more about kind of giving back than what we're taking away. Yeah. Sounds like an awesome deal. And I think it'd be, I think it would blow up. I think people would attend, uh, you know, Dave would probably load up the van and head on down. Wouldn't you Dave? You can count on it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm there. Rodney Kennan on here talking trash. He said him and Jamie Broad going to team up and beat anybody on Caddo. Hmm. Rodney, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Jamie Broad fished the last tournament on Caddo and didn't beat up on people. So well, I'm not pointing any fingers. But Did, Didn't a guy from Indiana win that tournament? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, Mike went down there and laid, it, laid the hammer down. Yeah. By the way, Rodney, I shipped your stuff today. Don't think I forgot about you. <laughs> Where, wherever it ends up, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I think that thread you put up on KBN went went nuts. It had three or four hundred comments, all kinds of ideas. I mean, I think people want and and to do it not affiliated with anything and just kind of, you know, everybody weighing in their two cents. Uh, I think I think that's kind of going to help. I hope. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, and, and who knows what 2021, and you talk about in 2021 in the spring, who knows what the schedules are going to look like anyway? I mean, are they going to expand, pull back? 
I mean, I, I just don't know. There's room for, for something else like this. So. And there's no telling what's going to be happening in the world. We may be on lockdown <laughs> spring 2021. Yeah, I hope we're not. We're but, free but, at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, we'll see. I just want to get everybody together and have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. You're going to pull it off. I got faith in you, man. Let's see. Jacob Shrell might have something to say about that, Clifton Allen says. I don't know who that is, but that's cool. No, we had a lot. There's a lot of those, uh, you know, western Louisiana, East Texas guys that were favorite. I know Dwayne Taft, everybody was kind of keeping an eye on him to, to pull that one out too. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of out-of-town folks that came in and, and made some noise. I know Greg Blanchard, Drew Gregory, they all – they all cut some pretty good, pretty good checks out of that deal. <laughs> Rodney let him win. He says, "Everyone, calm <laughs> down." Says Jake. Yeah, Jake, calm these people down, man. <laughs> Jake said COVID's going to end after the election. He's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> man, at least it being on television all the time will probably end after that. Hopefully so. Hopefully before then. Hopefully we can get that under wraps and, and get people back to living normal. But uh, let's see what else we got in the comments, Ryan. You been reading through any of this? There's been people firing, but mostly just trash talk from Cato. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Cato's emerging as a favorite. I know Jay wants Lake Cumberland uh, pretty bad. He's he's pushing Lake Cumberland. I don't know if he works for the Chamber of Commerce or what, but Jay's uh, Jay's hard up on that one. Didn't that Lake just get the whole Kentucky cheerleading squad fired? We don't need to go up to a place like that. They did, <laughs> and they also put up a 50-inch limit in their uh, in their tournament Saturday. So Really? Uh, Might as well just have it on Beaver Lake over here if we're going to do some stuff like that. <laughs> oh, hell no. Let's go back to Wachita, man, that hammer factory. Yeah, either either one. <laughs> You're coming to Dardanelle. I, I've already called my shot, dude. You come to Dardanelle this, this fall, and it's going to turn it's going to turn your mind around on the Arkansas fish. Is is Iconelli gonna fish that one? Do you think? And if know. he does, do you think anybody will be able to knock Ike off? Yes. You think and so? Yes. Yes and yes. I hope he fishes it, and if he does, he could be beat. I mean, we've got some hammers here in Arkansas, man. Don't forget. I keep hearing that. Don't forget, we got old G Money, <laughs> Cody Milton. Don't live far from there. Uh, hey, sure. listen. <laughs> can't nobody argue with Cody Milton. Yeah, man. That guy. That guy catch him about anywhere. Dwayne Beatty. Where's he at? He's yeah, out there somewhere. He's, up, he's up my way, but he can get down. It's two hours from here, so it's just right there. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, we got we got some good ones. All right, Dave. Rodney Kennan, if you could only throw one lure, what would it be? <laughs> Done. I think I got to say Cinco right now. <laughs> there's, there's times where I would have just said a jackhammer or a kite jack. Uh, but I think maybe the, uh, the old Cinco has more applications. I mean, it just seems like you can throw that about around anything. I mean, unless you're playing deep, then it's a little tough, a little tougher. But you got to put a weight on it then. Yeah, yeah, a big, a big freaking nail in the head. <laughs> Can't argue with that, man. Can't argue with success. Why don't you hold it in Indiana and see if y'all can come here and catch them? Is there a lake big enough to hold all these people in Indiana? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There is. Well, the first problem is Adam. I don't know where Indiana is, so that's going to be. Tough for me to figure out. Number one, the I'll get it's the same way we find Michigan. You from your place, you go west till you smell it, north till you step in it. That's how that goes. Oh, okay. No, I'm just all kidding. Right, right. I no hate for Indiana. I hate Michigan though. 
Different story. You're going to come around, Ryan. Cinco does work. Yeah, man. Frank's out, Frank's out here acting like I don't throw Cinco's. That's, I mean, I, I think I cashed three checks on Gunner's Bull throwing a Cinco last fall, man. I mean, I'm not against the Cinco at all. I threw it Saturday. I just didn't uh, find big fish on it, man. I'm sorry. I like Daniel. Daniel Perry. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, Get, man. I love that job. idea. Revenge of the Nerd style. Maybe a talent show at the end just like that. That'd be awesome. A talent show? You think we should do like karaoke or something? Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. Maybe right. we have some, you know, uh, dancers or something in the group that want to get up there. <laughs> dancers. Corey Dreyer's in charge of bringing the dancers. Okay. I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. All right. Adam Cartwright's serious. He's dropping lakes. Patoka, Geist, and Monroe in Indiana. Is that the legit big lakes there, Dave? You know, of those three, I fished Monroe. I think Monroe would Monroe would show out pretty well, I think. Okay. Oh, all is right. It, is it warm enough in the spring to have a tournament up there? Depends on what time of the spring. I yeah. mean, right now, it's it's uh, rolling pretty good. I mean, for the last month or so, it's been showing some 20-plus uh, fish, quite a few of them. Well, I've been seeing these what online are, what tournaments. Are the average, yeah. What are the average bags up there for bass boat tournaments? Do you have any idea? Bass boat? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I'm just so again like the Lake Monroe local trail they've got. Um, I think they're seeing upper 80s, low 90s, pretty regular. Okay, all right. So that's pretty solid. Yeah, and it's probably still pre-spawn there or spawn. They're are they spawning up there right now? Uh, they're at least into spawn, and and uh, it's probably kind of all three phases going on a little bit, but. I think there's definitely been some spawn going on. That's I, I don't know if, so if y'all's weather's been as crazy as what the Tennessee River has, but the Tennessee River has been a mess all spring. Flood stage, you know, then they'll drop it down below winter pool, just back and forth. It's got that's why you were catching fish, you know, pre, during, and post. I mean, yeah. they're just they're they're late, really. It's a late spring as far as the fish go right now. Yeah, and around here. Uh, all three of our White River lakes are holding water like you wouldn't believe. They, somebody told me Bull Shoals was like 20 feet up. They're, really? They're, yeah, they're afraid to open the gates and flood everything downstream, but it's it's climbing. Table Rock's way up. Beaver Lake's way up. It's all up in the picnic, picnic tables and day use areas and everything else. Everybody's talking about low 60s water temps in southern Indiana. Different things going on there. Yeah, that, I think that's why you see these online tournaments. Uh, a lot of the guys from Iowa and Indiana and Illinois are putting up huge <coughs> numbers all of a sudden. Uh, they're hitting it right in the pre-spawn, spawn time, and a lot of these southern lakes are, you know, they're into the uh, post-spawn and that, struggling or flooded, one or the other. That know. guy that guy in Michigan still whacking on the KDBT, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that bite will hold up for a while. Yeah, then the deep south guys, it's, you know, way all past the spawn. They'll probably get out towards their southern pattern. Yeah, different different animal. Rodney King yeah, said you, Table Rock's thirteen plus. Yeah, it's, these lakes are high, man. Lakes are high. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Jake. You wild boy. He got he got a comment for everything. I know he does. Bless his heart. I bet he's at work. That's your tax dollars at work right there. Commenting on KBN Live. Don't ever let him give you a sobriety test. I'll tell you that. You fail every time. <laughs> oh, God. Anybody else got anything more for Dave? Everybody's just still talking about the weather. Uh, 
Yeah. Now, Frank was asking about Chick being up four feet. Frank, yes, Chickamauga was up four feet. You could notice by the water on top of the docks instead of underneath the docks. That's always a telltale sign. <laughs> if there's water over the docks, it's up. <laughs> well, we've been going about oh, 50 minutes or so, Ryan. Uh, I like it. We don't have a bunch of questions flying in. We sure appreciate Dave taking the time to come on here and break down how he dominated Chickamauga. With a wide array of techniques, sometimes it's just the simplest thing, and uh, you know you don't overcomplicate it and get it done. So we appreciate you taking the time, sir. Yeah, all I really, all my goal was beat Ryan in that tournament. He, did, he didn't know that, but that was my only goal. Well, you almost doubled my score, so I'll <laughs> say you did pretty well at that. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, if I could just beat Ryan, and if I only knew how. I'd come out with a meme with me holding Brian Seven. Ah, yeah, all right. Get out of here. Chase Tanner, are you watching? Get to, get to work on that, please. Jeff, <laughs> cancel this episode. Delete it. It's not going on the you're, podcast. You're get breaking up, here. Dave. You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. man. That is well, awesome. congratulations, Dave. I will take a beating from you anytime you're ready to deliver. I'd love to do it again sometime. Let's Come on, man. Strike I'm Kentucky. Ready. Let's strike Kentucky. I'm okay. sure you'll be there, right? I, I will be there, and I right. am pretty good at taking beatings on Kentucky, too. So <laughs> <laughs> we can do that for sure. All, All right, right, man. We sure appreciate you once again. Uh, everybody's watching. We appreciate you all watching and commenting. We'll try to have get something else lined up for next week, back on our new regular night, huh, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, let's do Monday. Back on Mondays. Back on Mondays. All right. Well, hey, thanks again, Dave. Awesome interview. Appreciate you taking time. We're going to wrap this thing up. All right. Thanks, guys. Right, you stay safe down there in, in uh, Savannah, right. my man. <laughs> I got my bulletproof vest. I'm about to go, go to the corner store. <laughs> All right, man. All right, guys. Everybody have a good night. We're out of here. All right.